Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, welcome back. This will be for Daniel chapter 2. This is one that you're all familiar with. This is the uh, interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's dream, which has to do with us in the last days. Daniel interprets the dream of of Nebuchadnezzar. God will set up a kingdom in the last days which will fill the whole earth. This chapter means that God will bring about his work in a specific time, and nothing and no one can stop him. Verse 1, In the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams wherewith his spirit was troubled. This means that he remembered the dream, and his sleep broke from him. Then the king commanded to call the magicians and the astrologers and the sorcerers and the Chaldeans for to show the king his dream. So they came and stood before the king. And the king said unto them, I have dreamed a dream, and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. Then spake the Chaldeans to the king in Syriac, or Aramaic, a language related to Hebrew, O king, live forever. Tell thy servants the dream, and we will show, or reveal, or tell the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The thing is gone from me. The Persian word used means is certain with me, asda. The king makes the point that he knows what he, what he dreamt. Therefore, if the interpreters can tell him the dream, he will know that they know what they are talking about, and he will know whether he can have confidence in their interpretation or not. If ye will not make known unto me the dream with the interpretation thereof, ye shall be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made a dunghill. Oh, that sounds happy. But if ye show the dream and the interpretation thereof, ye shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore show me the dream and the interpretation thereof. They answered again and said, Let the king tell his servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation of it. The king answered and said, I know of a certainty that ye would gain the time, because ye see the thing is gone from me. But if ye will not make known unto me the dream, he must have known what the dream is, there is but one decree for you, for ye have prepared lying and corrupt words to speak before me, till the time be changed, or until the circumstances will change. Therefore, tell me the dream, and I shall show, and I shall sh- show know that ye shall, that ye can show me the interpretation thereof. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore there is no king, Lord, nor nor ruler that asks such things at any magician or astrologer or Chaldean. And it is a rare thing that the king requireth, and there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. The writer was setting the stage for two points. First, God through Daniel was able to do what the gods of the wise men could not. Their power was non-existent. Second, Daniel's God did associate with those of the flesh, in the flesh and was very willing to manifest his will, his will. Verse 12, For this cause the king was angry and very furious and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain. And they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. Then Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, Why is the decree so hasty from the king? Then Arioch made the thing known to Daniel. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the king made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah his companions, that they would desire mercies 
of the God of heaven concerning this secret that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. The response of Daniel and his friends at a time when when their lives were in danger because of the king's sentence on all the wise men illustrates the application of a principle taught by President Harold B. Lee. By faith in God, you can be attuned to the infinite, and by power and wisdom obtained from your heavenly, from your heavenly Father, harness the powers of the universe to serve your, to serve you in your hour of need in the in the solution of problems too great for your human strength or intelligence. So we need to rely upon the Lord when things come that we just don't seem to have a solution to. Trust in God, like uh, President Nelson said in conference, "Let God prevail." Verse 20, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the times and the seasons, and he removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the, and the light dwelleth with him. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of, our, of my fathers, who hast given me wisdom and might, and hast made known unto me now what he des- what we desired of thee, for thou hast not made known unto us the king's ma- for thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. Therefore Daniel went in unto Arioch, whom the king had ordained to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus unto him, Destroy not the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will show unto the king the interpretation. Then Arioch brought in Daniel before the king in haste, and said unto him said thus unto him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah that will make known unto the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, Art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen in the interpretation thereof? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king hath demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king. But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets. Daniel is giving credit to God where it was due. And maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and the vision of the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. Daniel foresaw and foretold the establishment of the kingdom of God in the latter days, never again to be destroyed nor given to other people. Verse twenty nine. As for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into thy mind upon thy bed what shall come to pass hereafter, and he that revealeth Secrets maketh known to thee what shall come to pass. This is not a contingent prophecy. This is a shall come to prophecy, or a shall come to pass. But as for me, this secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that I have more than any living, but for their sakes. In other words, in order that the interpretation may be made known to the king, that shall make known the interpretation to the king, and that thou mightest know the thoughts of thy heart. I wonder also if the reason that this comes to the king is because this is going to be written down uh, because the king's court is going to make sure that there's a, a record of what transpires among the king. And so this is going to be written down and, and recorded so that uh, they will always remember this revelation. Verse 31, Thou, O king, sawest, and behold, a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. In Aramaic, its appearance was frightening. This image's head was of fine gold. Now I'm going to read also some of the interpretations or the possibilities of what these mean. Nebuchadnezzar is from about 600 B.C. to 562 B.C. His head is gold. 
His breast, or the Medes, and his arms of silver, that's Persia from about 553 B.C. to 400 B.C., his belly and his thighs of brass, that's Macedonia and Alexander the Great from about 356 B.C. to 323 B.C., his legs of iron, that's the Roman Empire from about 31 B.C. to 476 A.D., two divisions, the split occurred about 285 A.D. into east and west, Rome ended in about 476 A.D., and Constantinople ended in about 1453 A.D., his feet part of iron and part of clay, the breakup of the Roman Empire into smaller kingdoms in various countries of today in Europe. Verse 34, Thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and brake them to pieces. This means that there will still be, at the time that this kingdom comes forth, some remnants of, the, of each of these uh, kingdoms that are mentioned, even the kingdom of Persia, the kingdom of Greece, and so on. Some of the remnants will still remain. Uh, but that they will eventually all be destroyed. Verse 35, Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them, and the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the dream, and we will tell the interpretation thereof before the king. Thou, O king, art a king of kings, for the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. And wheresoever the king of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heaven hath, hath he given into thine hand, and hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. And after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee, and that's what we said before the Medes and the Persia, and Persia, and another third kingdom of brass, Macedonian kingdom and Alexander the Great, which shall rule over the, all the earth. And the fourth kingdom, the Roman Empire, shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things. And as iron that breaketh all these, shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of potter's clay, and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. So in other words, there will be numerous countries, some of the countries will be strong, and some of them will be weak. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. Oh, I think I said that. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And then uh, here's a clue to when the kingdom will come forth. And in the days of these kings, the latter days, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain, and the interpretation there of sure. The kingdom of God set up on the earth for now, it is the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. During the millennium, it will be the kingdom of God. During the millennium, it will be both an ecclesiastical and a political kingdom. The church will have the rule and government of the world given to it. What is the significance of the stone cut out without hands? First, the stone cut out without hands means it was an act of God and not of man. Also, according to biblical law, altars were to be constructed from unhewn stone. Thus the stone cut out of the mountain without hands is the holy and pure stone used for temple altars. The stone became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. The mountain symbolizes the temple. Thus the kingdom that God will set up in the latter days will be his kingdom, a kingdom that fills the entire earth, a kingdom that is a holy temple. 
And so the entire earth will be as one sacred temple, a place that we can ascend to find ourselves as we find God. The kingdom of God on earth, a kingdom must have a king, property, laws, bishops, workers, land, political organization, military, economics, education, social, cultural, spiritual. Today, the U.S. government is prohibiting the kingdom from rolling forth. The church is progressing and expanding, but the kingdom must wait. Verse 46, Then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and worshipped Daniel and commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors unto him. The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets, seeing thou couldst reveal this secret. Then the king made Daniel a great man, and he gave him many great gifts, and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon, and chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. Then Daniel requested of the king, and he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. So he remains at the king's gate. The purpose of this unveiling of the history of the world so that the honest in heart might be looking forward to its establishment and numerous good men and women knowing of the revelations of God and the prospects for the future have looked forward to this day. That was by President Kimball. Section section 65 also talks about the the rolling forth of the the kingdom of God. where it says, uh, the keys of the kingdom of God are committed unto man on earth, and from thence shall the gospel roll forth unto the ends of the earth as the stone cut is, which is cut out of the mountain. So uh, that uh, stone has, has rolled forth, it's cut out without hands, and shall roll forth until it's filled the whole earth. And so we, today in the church, are that, uh, are that kingdom, are the, is that stone cut out of the mountains without hands. I'm going to read a little bit more about the uh, rolling forth of the stone, as mentioned in Daniel chapter 2. Uh, this revelation in, in section 65, it mentions that uh, about the stone rolling forth. It says, This revelation refers to the prophecy of Daniel that the God of heaven would set up his kingdom again upon the earth in the last days and announces that the fulfillment of that prophecy has commenced in the, in the earth. Uh, or as commenced in the restoration of the gospel. Speaking of himself, the prophet Joseph said, I calculate to be one of the instruments of setting up the kingdom of Daniel by the word of the Lord, and I intend to lay a foundation that will revolutionize the whole world. This section, uh, section 65, is also an important commentary on Matthew 6, uh, verse 10, uh, talking about the kingdom. Anyway, um, let me just read some more narratives about the stone. Um, The keys of the kingdom were committed to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery in the spring of 1829 by Peter, James, and John, who received them at the hands of the Lord himself. The stone cut out of the mountain is the latter-day kingdom of God, as it was restored by the prophet Joseph Smith. As to how the stone is to fill the whole earth, Orson Pratt observed that the fulfillment of the prophecy would not come through the use of weapons of warfare, for the kingdom of sto- or stone cut out of the mountain without hands is a power superior to that of carnal weapons. The power of truth, for the kingdom of God cannot be organized on the earth without truth, being sent down from heaven, without authority being given from the Most High, without men being again called to the holy priesthood, an apostleship, and sent forth to publish the truth in its naked simplicity and plainness to the inhabitants of the earth. This truth will be the weapon of warfare. This authority and power sent down from heaven will go forth and will proclaim the message of the everlasting gospel, the gospel of the latter-day kingdom, publishing it first among the nations that compose the feet and toes to the great king, to the great image. Will they be broken to pieces? Yes. When this message is published to them, when they are sufficiently warned, when the servants of God have gone forth in obedience to his commandments and published in their towns, 
villages, cities, states, and governments these sacred and holy principles that God Almighty has sent down from heaven in the latter times, it will leave all people, nations, and tongues that hear the gospel and the principles and message pertaining to that kingdom without any excuse. It will be a warning that will be everlasting on the one hand or on the other, either to the bringing of the people to repentance, reformation, and obedience to the gospel of the kingdom, or the judgments which are predicted in this prophecy of Daniel will be poured out upon the heads of the of those nations and kingdoms, and they will be made, become like the chaff of the summer threshing floor, even all those kingdoms that compose the great image. For be it known that the remnants of the Babylonish kingdom, represented by the head of gold, still exist in Asia, the remnants of the silver kingdom, of the of the brass kingdom and the kingdom of iron still have their existence but when the lord almighty shall fulfill his prophet this prophecy the toes and feet and legs of iron of that great image or all of these kingdoms will be broken in pieces and they shall become like the chaff of the summer threshing floor the wind will carry them away and no place will be found for them see you next time